Successfully Unstuck is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Jojo, created to help successful people who feel stuck move forward to pursue a path of feeling whole and excited. Let's get moving. Hey, everybody, it's Jojo, and we're back at Successfully Unstuck, continuing our topic, saying yes to yourself. And today I am super excited. We have Monica Bishop with us, who is a friend of mine. And um, I would say that she's more than a friend. She's a mentor. She calls me out nicely when I am not being true to myself. So it's fun to have her on and be able to ask her a whole bunch of questions today so that um, I'm not the one in the hot seat. So Monica, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I would say the same back to you. I'd say you mentor me and you call me out too. So very, very good relationship there. Lovingly, right? Lovingly. (laughs) So we're talking about saying yes to yourself and you came to mind as a guest for this section of the podcast, because I feel like you're a go-getter. You're not afraid to change directions. You're not afraid to try things. And if it doesn't work, you move to something else. And I really appreciate that. It is inspiring, whether you know it or not. It helps me lower my anxiety and realize that change is okay. So uh, one thing I love to do with my guests is find out where the fire comes from, whatever the topic is. So was there a time when you felt like you weren't saying yes to yourself, like where you didn't pursue things and it was only because it was like a mental block for you? Yes, definitely. And you can tell by my accent, I'm a Southern girl. So I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee and us Southern girls, uh, not to be cliche, but we take care of everybody else. So I grew up watching my mom take care of me and take care of everybody's needs before hers. And that does something to us. Right. Um, I always had a fire. I always knew I was going to do great, awesome things. And as a kid, I thought the only way to be successful was to be a doctor or a lawyer. And so I worked really hard in school and just kept moving forward. But I never asked myself, what does Monica want? I just was doing these things so that I could be successful or look successful or feel successful. And so I was successful. I didn't become a doctor or a lawyer, but, you know, I was in marketing for a lot of years. I was working, you know, in some, some high profile jobs um, and in some very male centric positions. And I was saying yes to everybody, but myself. So I would say that's really, it, it really started for me. I always had the fire, but I wasn't using it for me. I was using it for an image or a persona for what someone else thought. That's so perfect. That's kind of where my next question was going. I'm wondering if you were like me. I love the praise. I love for someone else to tell me I did a good job. I don't know why I always needed some outside validation, but did you feel that way? 
You know, I'm not a very outside validation, you know, words person. And (laughs) that's good because I've never gotten them. I just, and this is probably an inside thing for me. I thought people thought I couldn't do it. You know, I was the second person in my family to graduate college. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'll watch, watch me. I'm going to show you. And so it really wasn't to get um, the words of affirmation. It was really just to be like, I did this thing. And I feel like I've lived a lot of my life trying to prove people wrong, but people that really probably weren't trying to prove something to begin with. Yeah. You're very strong to be able to pursue what you want and not need that outside. I'm a super praise, tell me I did a good job. I'm trying to break away from that and just do it for myself. But I think it's great that that's not what motivated you. What caused you to stop saying no to yourself? Was there a moment where you're like, what am I doing? And why am I doing this? You know, it was slow and it was fast. It was, it was slow in that I always felt like something was missing. And for me, it was when I discovered yoga, you know, we, we share a passion for yoga and I was like, oh, and really got in deeper to the spiritual side of yoga and meditation and really started discovering who I am. And then that just kept gradually building, right. And building and more and more, my everyday life didn't seem to make as much sense. So I finally left in 2019, the the car business, I was a digital marketing director for a number of dealerships to start my own marketing company. And that felt really great, right? Because I was working from, we call it can to can't, you know, you're, you're, you're there when it's, you, you leave and it's dark and it's dark. And um, that was so great, but I still knew that wasn't my thing. And I mean, I still have my marketing company and I do enjoy it, but it's not my thing. So really my big catalyst, which, you know, is as I was getting my teacher training in 2020, of course, the perfect year to try to become a yoga teacher, (laughs) I started having a lot of shoulder and neck pain. I mean, a ton. And it took us seven, eight months to diagnose that I had a pinched nerve and some degenerative this, that, and the other. It wasn't caused by yoga. It's just, I was doing a lot of yoga. So I think it probably Um, aggravated it. So 2021 was all about surgery. So surgery, I had three neck procedures and that really was such a catalyst for me because I was able to hold on to my yoga and my meditation and my techniques and my tools and my toolbox for depression and pain management and, you know, all the things, and I knew where to go for resources. And so really as I started coming out of pain, I was like, I have to help people with this. Yes. And it was just, it was just, I have to help people with this. And so it was a slow change, but then it was a fast change. Once you had that aha moment, like this is what is going to help me help people, help me help myself. So was there any doubt in the direction you were taking with yoga. And for example, for me now, when I have an idea or I want to try something, I'm just like, this is what I'm going to do. 
But when I went through teacher training for yoga, and I really, I want to talk more about meditation with you because I think taking the time to just stop and listen to myself really helped. But it took a long time before I went from, I can't do this to, I can do anything. I went through a period of time where I would basically be having a debate with myself and list all the reasons why something couldn't happen and then try to overcome those. So I'm just wondering if you had that in-between kind of battle with yourself. Yeah, and I still do. I mean, you and I have even talked about, you know, well, Monica, if you're a business coach or a life coach or a yoga teacher, you, you, you can't be financially independent. And, you know, that's a big driver for me. Um, on the other side of things, as far as the doing things, I'm a doer, you know, when, when it comes down to doing or not doing, I just take action and and I just push. And, um, I invested in myself this last summer in a great course that helped me. I mean, I knew how to run a business and I knew how to start a business, but I didn't know how to build a heart centered business. I didn't know how to build something that came from inside as opposed to dollar figures and metrics and things like that. So I really invested in myself and that gave me a lot of confidence that now I'm still finding my way, but I just try a lot of stuff. I love that about you. How did just the investment part, like I'm making this investment in myself because I'm worth it. Didn't that have a change in how you would pursue things mentally, emotionally? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I made a last minute decision to take the course and I was scared to death. And I was like, I can't believe I just did this. Um, I didn't even tell my husband until after I had signed up because I was just, and he supports everything I do. And um, I was, I was ashamed of it. I really was. I was ashamed that something that I didn't know could be financially viable. I had just invested, you know, three months of my time and a lot of my money into, and I thought you owned a marketing company, Monica. So yeah, big time. And then something shifted. Yeah. I think it just, it just gave me that. Well, here we go. (laughs) There is an attitude that some people have. I mean, I'm a business owner as well, where if you're successful, like you had already experienced a lot of success. So there's this feeling that I should be able to do this on my own, but it's, it's even a little bit, I think for myself, a little bit prideful that I'm telling myself that I shouldn't need help or that I'm not allowed to ask for help. So I really feel like making those investments into more coaching or any type of training is really an attitude shift. It's an inside thing. You know, we're we're not paying someone else. We're paying ourselves. Yes, that is very true. I would love your opinion on why you think that people say no to themselves for so long. Like, why do we put these blocks and they're just mental blocks? It's not like there's actually something in front of us, a wall or something that we can't get through. Do you have any thoughts about that? I mean, everybody is so different, but 
in my opinion, we tend to think small. We tend to think what's in front of our face. Some of us are dealing with hard financial or family responsibilities, and it's really hard to think past those things. So for me, I feel like we have to remove those rose-colored glasses. We have to just say to ourselves, what if what I'm seeing right now isn't true? What if there's a potential different ending? What if there's more out there for me? And I feel like when you start asking those questions, they allow you to look inside and go, okay, well, what's going on in here? And I think, I mean, I'm a big believer in self-help, in therapy, in journaling, in taking care of ourselves. And I feel like, particularly in this country and really worldwide, we don't value our inside self. And I think it really starts there. I totally agree with that. And especially with therapy, counseling, that was a big part of my journey. And then following therapy, I went into yoga teacher training. So it was almost like it continued. It's like I opened up in therapy and then um, the yoga training really was very reflective for me. What part of looking within do you think meditation plays? I mean, we both like, we encourage each other to meditate. You're better about that than I am. But I feel like when I do take the time to meditate, following that, my thoughts are so much more clear. I think honestly what I feel like, and we've talked about this to me, when I pray to whatever you pray to, that's asking when I'm meditating, I'm receiving. And so when I allow myself to get quiet and know the thoughts don't go away, but you work with it. And I just allow myself to just be with myself. I'm not trying to get anywhere. I'm not trying to do anything. Nobody's asking me for anything. And I'm just there with myself. There's amount of receiving that I, I can't put into words. And for me, I don't, when I teach meditation, don't get all obsessed about it. Like <laughs> I can meditate right here. Like, you know, I'll, I'll sit at my desk in a minute in, a, in the morning and put my hands on my desk and take two or three breaths. And to me, that's meditating because I'm allowing. I love it. I was getting the giggles because first of all, it's hard for me to sit still. I do love meditation and have made that a part of my life. And normally I enjoy it if someone else is leading because it just helps guide me and I need that. But also when I am meditating by myself, I do weave in and out of receiving and praying. It always leads to that. So uh, I just am stating that for people who are interested. I meet a lot of people who are curious about meditation and there's not just one way. And I think that's great. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that when we come back for the next episode, because hopefully Monica will share with us about pocket meditation. So hang out and we'll hear from you next week and let the audience know how they can 
follow you. We'll put that in the show notes for the audience and come back next week so you can hear about what Monica's doing now. Thank you for being here, Monica. Sure. Thank you so much. This is such a, you know, it's part of our journey is to share it. And, you know, I'm terrible at, you know, tooting my own horn and telling my own story. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, Facebook or Instagram, Strong Again Coaching. Strong Again Coaching, because that's what I'm working on. I'm going to get strong again. I'm there. Awesome. And I'm all about inviting people on to toot their own horns. It's part of what helps us share our gifts. So we will be back next week with part two. This is Micah, producer of Successfully Unstuck with JoJo, thanking you for listening and growing with us. Successfully Unstuck is not only a podcast, but a community of high achievers who want to use the creativity to surpass obstacles and live a more fulfilling life. Level up yours and start making an impact on others. Join the Successfully Unstuck Facebook community and start sharing your wins. We are rooting for you. This is Micah, signing off.